MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favourite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast corner of England. Today is Monday, July the 4th. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Uh, I forgot to say it yesterday, so I'll mention it today. Um, and we are here to handicap the games. Uh, full slate for Tuesday, July the 5th. And it is another old man special uh, with all the Texas, Mr. Moonaf, Manji Moonaf. Uh, happy 4th of July. I remember to say to you today, what's going on? Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, not not a lot going on for me. Uh, you know, like I said yesterday, I had a family gathering, I had one this afternoon, uh, but wanted to make sure I got home in time or at least made time to do the pod uh, with you and, and get something or get another pod out for our listeners. Uh, but yeah, man, we're here. It's Fourth of July. I know a lot of people. You can smell the barbecue in the air, Malcolm, when you're kind of you know either walking yeah. through the neighborhood or, or getting in your car to go somewhere. But yeah, it's a lot of it's a great time for uh, just family and friends to get together and just kind of hang out and spend some time together. So happy Fourth to everybody listening here as well. What happened with the hot dogs? They came in under. No one backs the under on the hot dogs. I saw, in oh. fact, Scott Reichel. I saw I saw Scott Reichel touting the under on the hot dogs, claiming that the. Uh, that Joey Chestnut's injured ankle was going yeah. to slow him down a little bit. Yeah, so that was the smart one. He was fading the injury. I had the same thought process as well because as soon as I heard about the injury, that uh, it was a leg injury. So I don't know if you actually watched the craziness, but you actually have to stand and eat uh, the hot dogs. I was like, well, if he has a significant leg injury and he's on crutches, he's going to maybe struggle and stand there for 10 minutes. And I don't know if you saw, but there was a crazy... Uh, he had a fight. Yeah, through. some crazy guy came in and uh, just put a hold of, uh, held a sign. Uh, I don't know. I forgot even what it said, but Joey Chestnut kind of like uh, gave him uh, some MMA moves there and got, got him out of the way. But uh, yeah, the under came in uh, fairly easily there, Malcolm. <laughs> Greatest country in the world, Moon. Greatest oh, yeah. country in the world. <laughs> um, we got some live action, actually. You, your, um, your lock of the day was yesterday. Yeah, uh, that was the Baltimore Orioles, which you won in particularly humorous and fortunate fashion. I think mm-hmm. uh, seven to six earlier on, the Baltimore scored five. Oh no, sorry, Rangers. actually, I think Baltimore probably deserved. Texas scored five runs in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baltimore um, dominated pretty much most of the game, uh, apart from that mad fifth inning, and then walked it off on a hit by pitch in the bottom of the tenth, which was funny. Yeah. Um, I am on the precipice of a disaster, only because, as we discussed yesterday, I don't feel like I can pick a winner. I've got Justin Steele and the Cubs going as my dog um, at roundabout plus 130. They are one to nothing up, mm-hmm. end of the fifth. Um, so I'm just waiting for something to go wrong. We need to over or under how many minutes until 
uh, something goes tits up from roundabout now. So I'll take eight minutes, Moonaf, before the Brewers are 4-1 up in that game. Well, I have the on right now, uh, so maybe within the next hour or so we get some good news for you, uh, for your, for your uh, dog <laughs> of the day. It's just got that look about it. It's like the Paul Blackburn game. They're wanting really nothing is. up. They need another they need another couple of runs. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. In the meantime, we will uh, get stuck right into Tuesday's card, which starts at 4.10 Eastern uh, between the Seattle Mariners and the San Diego Padres. Logan Gilbert gets the start for Seattle. And Mike Clevenger is the pitcher for the Padres. He won a plus 130 favourite. Uh, the Mariners are plus 110. The total is set at seven. Uh, Gilbert, he's been really good. Nine and three, 266 ERA, 94 and two thirds pitched with 92 strikeouts. Clevenger is two and oh. The 279 ERA has pitched 29 innings with 31 strikeouts. Uh, Gilbert's won four of his last five. He's had a 364 ERA over that span. He's five and one on the road. Uh, so a lot of ticks in a lot of boxes for Logan Gilbert. Um, Clevenger did a bit of a sporadic um, season. He started the season on the IL. He came back, um, looked a bit wobbly, went back to the IL. Since he's came back a second time, um, he's had two starts and just looked really good. He's given up one and run in 10 innings in those two starts. Both starts were against Arizona. Uh, so not a, a great batting line up there. Um, Seattle is seven and three in their last 10. So they've been going along a little bit better, actually, under the radar because I've watched them and they still don't look very good. Um, the bats are very good, but the, the, the pitching's generally... Uh, sorry, the, the pitching's good, but the bats are a concern for Seattle. They're actually... 26th in runs scored and RBIs in MLB. Um, I think this will be a close one, but the you've got a case of a quiet batting lineup um, against Clevenger, who I think is going to go well. So I think the Padres can edge a close one here. Uh, they'll have a little bit of momentum as well. They had that ninth inning rally uh, and turned the Dodgers over, which will have them feeling a hell of a lot better going into this uh, going into this week. Uh, so the Padres on the money line for me in a tight one at minus one thirty. Munaf. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you pretty much cover everything I was uh, also going to contribute to the handicap. Uh, both pitchers have been in good form recently. Uh, Mike Clevenger, like you mentioned, that second time he came off the IL has been really good. He's uh, 2-0 in his last, uh, I guess, five games overall. 20 innings pitched, four runs allowed in that span. Uh, and Logan Gilbert, probably the best pitcher this season for the uh, Seattle Mariners, I guess we can say. 9-3, 2.66. You mentioned everything there, Malcolm. I agree with you. Uh, I think Padres uh, get a, uh, get this in a close one here. Okay. Uh, next is a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. The LA Angels at the Miami Marlins, which is Noah Syndergaard against Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins. Really good-looking uh, pitching matchup there. Um, the Angels are plus 113 Miami at minus 132, the total uh, set at seven. Uh, Moonaf, you've got this one, um, the Angels at the Marlins. Yeah, no Syndergaard on the mound, like you mentioned. Uh, last five games for him, or let me start with the season stats, five and six with a 3.86 ERA so far for the uh, for Thor. Uh, over the last five games, he is one and four with a 4.94 ERA. Uh, and in away games so far this season, one and four as well with a 6.53 ERA for um, Noah Syndergaard here. So 
hasn't been very good for him uh, on the road, obviously. Uh, month of June, he has been a bit better, but just the wins aren't there for him. I mean, the ERA has been respectable in the month of June at 3.6, but it was only 1-3 overall for his record uh, so far uh, in the month of June. I know we're in July now, so I, I we, you know at this point of the season, we really like looking at how uh, pitchers have been doing recently as well. And you know, their last series for the Angels, I mean, they struck out, I believe, they set a record of most strikeouts in a three-game series against the Astros. I forgot what the exact number was, number was, but I think it was like, I want to say 38 strikeouts, was it, in, in total of three games uh, for the uh, uh, LA Angels. So not, not a very good uh, form here. Now you're going up against Sandy Alcantara, who... Has been really good so far on the season. He's eight and three with a one point nine five ERA. Last five games, two and one with a two point two one ERA. Uh, at home this season, Malcolm four and two with a one point eight zero ERA. So he's been lights out at home. Over his last five starts, um, he has given up at least two earned runs in every single one of those starts. But Malcolm, if you look at the amount of innings this guy is pitching. It's incredible yeah. to see. Over the last five games, he's got he's gotten he's gone at least seven innings in all five games. He's gone complete games in two out of those five games, and he's gone eight or more innings in three out of those five games. So he, he he's eating up innings. He's uh he's looking good for the Marlins here. I kind of want to dig into the numbers uh as far as interleague games here for both of these squads uh because this is an interleague matchup between the Angels and the Marlins. And in uh, non-league or interleague games so far this season, I'm sorry, um, the Miami Marlins are four and six. LA Angels are five and eight. So nothing really differentiating um, between these two clubs. I mean, when I have Sandy Alcantara at home and the struggles that Noah Syndergaard does have on the road here, Malcolm, I, I got to go with uh, the Miami Marlins at home here with Alcantara on the mound. I'm. I don't know how the Angels have managed to be quite this bad. Uh, bear in mind the start that they had as well. I mean, they're definitely at 44 now, but they got to a really hot start. They, they've got to have the, one of the worst records in the league since then. I mean, oh, yeah. they're heading towards, down toward Oakland at uh, a rate of knots. Everything you look at, it's just horrible. And you look at the lineup, and it just makes you scratch your head a little bit more. I wasn't sure if Syndergaard was even getting a little bit fatigued. He hasn't pitched much uh, over the last couple of years. And you know, you noted there that his, his numbers had just started to hide a little bit. Um, I felt Miami on the um, money line here was a good bet, just as the informed team. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, you, you're talking behind the, the stud of Alcantara. And you're right, you look at... Um, you see, he's given up a, a couple of earned runs, but you look at a pitcher, say he's given up a couple of earned runs over 4.1. But if Alcantara has given up a couple of earned runs over seven, seven and two thirds, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, so, yeah, just give me the informed team here. Yeah? Miami been doing okay. Um, and I had them down at minus 115 earlier on. Uh, that shifted a little bit to minus 132. So try and find a price nearer the 115 if you can. Uh, but I will take Miami in that spot. Yeah, uh, next. Uh, just, sorry, just heading on, Malcolm. Um, in the month of June, uh, the Angels were ten and eighteen. Going back to May, uh, they were. Let me see, L.A. Angels. Where are you? Uh, Thirteen and uh, fifteen. So, lot not not very pretty for them, especially in the month of June, where they finished eight games under five hundred. So it's crazy to think that we talk about Mike Trout and Otani being this lineup, but they're not getting much production from anybody else in that lineup. 
Yeah, absolutely right. It's horrible. Uh, 6.40 Eastern is the New York Mets at the Cincinnati Reds. Max Scherzer is back for the New York Mets. And uh, Nick Lodolo is also back. Uh, not quite as excitingly for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the lefty Nick Lodolo. Um, the Mets are nowhere to be seen on my list. I've probably gone down instead of up. There they are. Uh, the Mets are two to one on. They are minus two hundred. Uh, Cincinnati are plus one seventy. The total here is set at nine. Um, yeah, shares has been on the shelf uh, for a little while. He before that was five and one, two fifty four ERA. Has pitched forty nine and two thirds uh, with fifty nine strikeouts. Lodolo is one and two, five fifty two ERA. Has pitched fourteen and two thirds uh, with nineteen strikeouts. Uh, no concerns for me about Scherzer coming back into this. I don't think he'll be rusty at all. Uh, 80 pitches in his last rehab start. Um, he struck out eight batters as well. Um, he'd been great before that, and you know what he's like. He's just going to, you know, he's going to be dialed in and absolutely on it from that first pitch. He's just that kind of competitor. Um, Nick Lodolo came up amidst quite a lot of fanfare in April. Uh, he had three starts in that month. Uh, one good, one bad, and one indifferent uh, is what I've got written down there. Um, so it's really hard to say what you're going to get um, from Lodolo. I just think you have to tr trust Chaser here um, and take the Mets on the run line um, at minus 120. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you give Lodolo any hope? We offer you any, any question marks about Chaser? I don't. I, I'm trying to see if there is, is, is. I'm sorry. If there's any information on if Max Scherzer is going to be on some type of pitch count or or innings count. Yeah. Well, that's what I looked up. But you see, he pitched 80, 80 pitches last time out. So, I mean, a minimum of eighty, I would thought, should be no problem for him this time round. And like you said, the competitors. Um, if they need him to go ninety or ninety-five, I wouldn't see that being an issue at all. Yeah. So you're spot on there, saying that, or at least analysis that he's hoping to toss around ninety pitches over six innings or you know whichever comes first right so if he goes 90 pitches or six innings whichever comes first but i mean if he's doing well uh, keep him out there um i did pull up the numbers for max scherzer against the cincinnati reds in his career he's six and two with a 1.84 era in nine appearances and that's between being with the nationals and then one start with the uh, dodgers last season uh he's won i believe six out of the last seven starts against uh the reds and all six of those starts malcolm have come by two or more runs for uh, Max oh, there Scherzer we go, then. against the Reds. So yeah, uh, I'm 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 full on the Max Scherzer train here. I'm not sure if you saw the story as well. Uh, in his I think his last start um, in the minor leagues, it's I think it's customary for like veteran pitchers or veteran guys to kind of buy the last meal or uh, for or buy a yeah. meal. I think for uh, for the entire team uh, that they're pitching there for or rehabbing with and. He dished out, I think, seven thousand dollars in in um in like I think it was like steaks and lobster for the entire team. So as crazy as we think Max Scherzer is on the mound, the competitive fire he has, he's even a better guy off the field and a great guy in the locker room and teammates. And I haven't heard anything bad about a guy like Max Scherzer. So I think that was worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. Full of admiration for him. Uh, I think I, I could eat seven grand's worth of lobster moon off in a in a dewy chestnut fashion. If you put that in front of me, I'd have, I'd have a right good go at it. Uh, 7.05 Eastern, first pitch, the Texas Rangers at the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Spencer Howard um, for the Texas Rangers and Austin Voth 
for the Baltimore Orioles. A couple of names to conjure with there. Um, not far off a of pick'em. This one, Texas minus one oh seven, Baltimore minus one ten. Total set at nine and a half. Um, what a mess this is. Howard is zero and one with a twelve fifteen ERA. Has only pitched six and two thirds with twelve strikeouts. Um, Austin Voth is zero and one, seven thirty four ERA. Uh, 30 and two-thirds and 30 strikeouts. And I was thought his stat line's horrible, but it's only six and two-thirds innings. So uh, it doesn't really give you an awful lot to work with. Um, Voth's been pitching pretty, almost long leaf. Or, uh, and then if he does get a start, it's two or three innings. His yeah. recent form's actually been okay. I think he'd done us over one the night we all picked... Um, was it maybe the Chicago White Sox on the road line? And Austin Voth came in as a pitching change and yeah. pitched like Max Scherzer that night. Yeah. I think that was a couple of Fridays ago. Uh, but he's been, he's been all right. He's got a 253 ERA in the last five. Um, Baltimore have been playing well. I said they dominated that game against Texas, and they did. Um, I thought they'd be shorter price favourites. We're getting Baltimore are getting so competitive that there's a good night now that they're favourite, which is rare. Um, this is a great price, I think. Baltimore here at minus 110. There's no reason not to pick the moon off. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, in the numbers that you mentioned, his last five games, this was kind of really stood out for me for Austin Voth here, right? Uh, 2.53 ERA, 10 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's allowed three earned runs in that span. So um, as bad as the ERA is overall, when you dig a little deeper, it, he's he's really been in good form over the last, you know, last month in June. So I hope he can carry that over into this game against the Rangers and, you know, Spencer Howard, um, he hasn't been great. Uh, he gave up six earned runs to the Toronto Blue Jays, did have an okay outing against the Atlanta Braves where he went one and two thirds and he did give up one earned run. But the thing about um, Spencer Howard is that he does give up the long ball. He, he's prone to giving up home runs. So uh, something to keep in mind, he's only had three appearances so far this season, which were all back in April. Uh, he's given up at least one home run in every one of those starts, and it's only been one and two-thirds inning, two innings or three innings. And in that game against uh, Toronto, he came in for three innings and gave up four home runs to the Blue Jays. So I'm saying with the Orioles here, they, they got it done for me today. I know uh, a little bit of luck there, but uh, I got to stay with them here, Malcolm. I completely agree with you, Munaf. Uh 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh Paolo Espino, starting pitcher for the Washington Nationals. And Christopher Sanchez, left-handed pitcher, yeah, gets a spot after the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies are minus 150. Uh, the Nationals are at plus 138. Um, I was struggling a bit. There's a lot of big question marks we'd have on my notepad here. Uh, what have you got for this Nationals at Phillies game? Yeah, Espino, um, he had uh, a rough outing in his last start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. He went four and one-third inning, uh, gave up four earned runs in that game, two home runs. He's given up at least one home run in his last three starts. Um, the record overall was really good for him starting the season, 0-1 with a 2.80 ERA. But his last five games, he's... Uh, that's, I don't want to say ballooned up, but it's it's at 3.72 for uh, Paulo Espino. And, um, th yeah, this one's kind of hard to handicap but there's, because there's a not a lot of innings to go off of for both of these pitchers. I know uh, Christopher Sanchez for the Phillies. Uh, I think he made his uh, – he's coming out of the bullpen for this team as well. And he's only been pitching one inning, one and one-third, two innings most of that he's really gone. So 
I really couldn't come down to a side here, Malcolm. If you had a gun to my head, I would probably just go with uh, the Philadelphia Phillies here just being at home um, in this game. But I probably will not be betting this game because I just don't have enough information on both of these pitchers. No, I think that's the exact uh, right thing to do, Munaf. If there was a, uh, a total, then I might be able to try and um, make a decision on that. But having not seen a total, I certainly don't want to be taking Christopher Sanchez at minus 150. I want to be taking Nationals at any price at the moment. Uh, watch them this afternoon against Miami in just a little bit insipid. So, yeah, I think uh, happy to leave that as a no-bet, Munaf, the same as yourself. Uh a 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the New York Yankees at the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is in Tyone uh, for the Yanks. And Jose Quintana, lefty, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, New York are a prohibitive minus 215. Pittsburgh plus 185. Not seeing a total. I had a total earlier on. Um, oh, maybe I didn't actually, because yeah, I've got a little question mark there. Um Tyone is 9 and 1, uh, a 332 ERA. Uh, has pitched 84 and a third uh, with 69 punches. Quintana is 1 4, uh, 343 ERA, 76 innings and 67 strikeouts. Um, Tyone's probably, um, he's given up at least three runs in four of his last five starts. He has a 560 ERA in his last five starts. Um, Quintana looked like he might be regressing a little bit, something that we were kind of waiting on because he, I think he, he almost overperformed earlier on. Um, he looked like he might be on the slide, but he's, he's fought back the last couple of games. He's had three decent starts in a row. Um, I've got an overwritten down here, which is why I was concerned about the lack of a line here, just because Pittsburgh have uh, scored a lot of runs uh, or... Yeah, they, yeah, they have. They've scored, I think they've put up an eight and a seven um, in two of the last three games against Milwaukee. Uh, and Tyone's been vulnerable. Obviously, the Yankees can score on anybody. Uh, so I thought there were some runs in this game. Uh, runs, runs, runs. Um, obviously, we need to see a line. Um, but I don't know. What do you think the, the line might be at Moonaf? And, and do you think we can get it over? Yeah, I'm seeing an eight and a half uh, for this game. Between okay, yeah, over pitchers. then. Uh, I, I, I do want to pull the throw- trigger. I'll throw out this trend to you here, Malcolm, because I think both of these teams, or at least the Yankees, are coming off of a game where, um, or sorry, both of these teams are actually coming off a shutout over their last two games. I know the their opposition both won 2-0, um, and this is Ralph, Ralph Michaels, and I want to give him a shout-out because he drops a lot of great trends uh, on Twitter, so uh, if you want to follow him, but he's saying that um, two teams that got shut uh, shut out in their previous game that face each other, the under is uh, 61%. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. Um, I, I think that this might be a game where I'm looking at the Yankees' run line. Um, I think they bounce back here. Pittsburgh, I know that they've been playing okay. They've kind of been up and down, but I, I just have more faith in this Yankees team. Yankees as well, coming off of a loss this season, Malcolm, uh, are 15-5. and five. Straight up, seventy-five uh, percent. So the both of those, those New York teams, if you see them losing, um, you probably want to take them on that next day because they're both covering at a seventy-five plus percent percentage in their following game. So this might be a good parlay piece with the Yankees money line, but I'm comfortable laying the minus one and a half with the Yankees here. Yeah, um, 
Pittsburgh first five, I wouldn't be put off either. Uh, we've seen the Yankees uh, came from behind a couple of times against Oakland, a uh, mm. similar level of opposition to Pittsburgh. And I do think Tyone's been struggling. Well, there's no question he has been struggling uh, in his last few starts. So I think Pittsburgh could get uh, in the game early on. Uh, maybe the Yankees claw it back uh, and, and could put them to bed later on. But yeah, Pittsburgh first five as well uh, might be a way to go. Um, any of these lines you're looking at, uh, the place to find them is the win uh, win bet, where you can take advantage of the $50 to win $200 promotion. A $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And there is also the Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience promo going on over there, where if you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st, you'll be entered to win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Experience at Encore Beach Club which includes a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Season sees at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, we're also brought to you by Sleeper. Um, NFL one round about seven weeks is it eight weeks away something like that it's exciting uh, Sleeper is the fantasy platform that I use and I know you probably do too um, but they have added the over or under prop game uh, where you can win some cold hard cash uh, it's dead easy to play if you choose a couple of players that you like uh, and their props either hits in baseball points in basketball etc if you select your own stake you can win from two to twenty times your stake uh, by being right, the chat box uh, feature is really good. You can have some smack talk with your friends. You can see your friends' picks and you can copy them at the touch of a button as well. Uh, so that's loads of fun to play. Um, if you use the code sleeper.com slash SGP MLB, um, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So you can join our squad and get that 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sipa's terms of use for detail. Um, on that subject, there were a couple of uh, totals that I liked here, and it was strikeout totals um, for both pitches in that Mets and Cincinnati game. Um, I thought Scherzer could get some run. And with a big back off the IL, I thought maybe a strikeout total, they might just put it up a little bit low, maybe five, uh, five and a half. I thought we could get over that. And uh, Nick Lodolo strikes, strikes batters out as well. Um, so if you got if you saw a two and a half or a three and a half on there, I thought uh, Lodolo would strike out a few Mets as well. So uh, if you want to have a game of uh, over or under on sleeper and um, strikeout props uh, in the New York Mets and Cincinnati game, that uh, was where I thought there might be some money to be made. Uh, Seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Cleveland Guardians at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Cal Quantrill for the Cleveland Guardians and rule no pitch. Detroit Tigers. It doesn't affect my ear though, for once, uh, but it does tell me anything else. <laughs> I am seeing some lines though, Muna. So, uh, can you uh, maybe shed some light on the Tigers picture? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, let's see here. For the Tigers, I'm seeing a Drew, Drew Hutchinson uh, for the Tigers. So, I can go through both pitchers here. Uh, let's start with uh, Cal Quantrill. I feel like we're talking about this guy like every other podcast, Malcolm. I don't know why. Or yep. it's either. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what it is, but I feel like we're talking about him every single uh, podcast. But uh, four and four on the season so far for the Guardians, three point seven two ERA. Last five games, uh, two and one 
the 4.06 ERA. So he's kind of prone to giving up some runs. He's given up uh, 14 earned runs and about 31 innings pitched over the last five games. Uh, in road start so far this season, he's 1 in 4 with a 4.41 ERA. Um, against NL, sorry, the AL Central, since this is a division game, again, the ERA is still consistently above 4 at 4.21. So nothing really separates uh, Cal Quintrall. Uh, against some of these uh, AL Central teams. I'll, I'll filter it down to what he's done against the Tigers, and he's actually been pretty good against them. Uh, he had four starts last season against the Tigers, um, and his record in those games was 1-1 one one with a 3.14 ERA. He did have 19 strikeouts in four appearances uh, against the Tigers. His last start, August 2021, seven innings pitch, shutout baseball. He did strike out 10 batters in that game. So, um uh, let me get over to Drew Hutchinson here for the Detroit Tigers. 0-4 so far this season, Malcolm. 4.81 ERA, a 1.52 whip uh, for the Tigers. Um, his last start, excuse me, <coughs> was against the Texas Rangers. Four and two-thirds innings pitch. Did allow three earned runs in that game. He consistently gives up walks uh, to the opposition, and uh, he's had at least two walks in four of the last five games and he hasn't gotten past the fifth inning in his last two starts for the detroit tigers and he's given up uh at least two earned runs in that span so i think this and as i'm kind of reading the stats here malcolm i probably want to look at an over in this game of a over eight and a half i think the guardians can also get to uh drew hutchinson here early on so maybe if you want to look at it first five team total over for the cleveland guardians as well in this game but I just don't trust either one of these pitchers, which makes me just want to lean towards the over in this game at eight and a half. Um, I did mention the numbers for Quantrill against the Tigers, which have been pretty good. So um, gun to my head, I would probably go Guardians money line here. But I think my favorite play in this game is probably going to be the over eight and a half. Yeah, I've got I've got nothing on this. It looks to me exactly like the game we handicapped last night, which was Zach Fleezak against Garrett Hill. Mm. And you take the named pitcher, uh, Quantrill in this case tonight, uh, please like last night. Um, and the uh, Guardians went down in that game. Garrett Hill got the win, beat them four to one. So it was an under, it was a bit ugly. So everything about that just makes me want to leave this game alone, uh, not fall into any of the traps that have been set around it. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll give that one a bit of a wide berth. Um, the Guardians at the Tigers. Next, 710 Eastern is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox, which is Jeffrey Springs for Tampa Bay and Nick Bavetta for the Red Sox. I have lines of uh, plus 150 for Tampa Bay, Boston at minus 135. Uh, I am not seeing a total uh, on this one, just money line so far. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, 3-2 and two, with a 2.25 ERA. has pitched 60 innings with 65 Ks. Nick Pavetta for Boston, 8-5, and 3.23 ERA, 94 and two-thirds with 91 punches. Um, Springs has given up seven earned runs in his last two starts uh, against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Um, I think Jeffrey Springs is regressing a little bit. Um, had some... Interesting looking numbers earlier in the season, but I think he's just heading heading south a little bit now. Uh, Nick Pavetta, um, as discussed a few times on this pod, is my man. I've explained why 
um, a few times. And, and going along lovely again, 273 ERA uh, in his last five. He's got a 279 home ERA. Um, the, what Pavetta needs to do is keep those walks down. Um, you need to look in that uh, BB column. Uh, there's a you get some inflated numbers and some threes and fives kicking around there. If he keeps the walks down, I think he can win here. Um, Boston are hitting 267 against left-handed pitching, uh, which is a decent number with Jeffrey Springs coming in. Uh, they are leading the league in hits as well. So I think they'll make some contact here. I think they'll convert that into runs. Boston money line minus 135, Munaf. Yeah, I'm seeing a total of nine and a half in this game, which I thought is a little large, but... Um, you're right. Jeffrey Springs is regressing here a little bit for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. He's given up seven earned runs over his last two starts uh, in 10 and a third inning pitch. Uh, but against the AL East, he's been pretty solid. Four starts, two and one record with a 2.25 ERA on the road so far this season, two and one with a 2.76 ERA. Uh, Nick Pavetta has been really good at home as well for the Boston Red Sox, four and two with a 2.79 ERA. And you're right. The Boston Red Sox against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, I believe, is number one in WRC+, plus, um, right above the Houston Astros. So uh, I agree with you. I'll take the Red Sox here. I was wrong about them today where they did get the victory over the Tampa Bay Rays. So uh, I'll go with the Red Sox here on the money line as well, Malcolm. I think maybe that inflated number moving after the, the amount of runs Tampa Bay scored over the last couple of nights uh, against Toronto. But yeah. um, I didn't really trust that. Uh mm. And they've sort of regressed back to type um, again tonight. The Chicago Cubs have just left two men on base. Uh, they had two men on with no outs um, and managed to leave them there. Uh, Justin Steele is still uh, dealing scoreless in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, so it hasn't gone wrong yet, Moonaf, but you can count the minutes. Something terrible is about to happen. Uh, 7.20 Eastern first pitches, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Andre Palante. Um, one of my favourite names currently goes for the St. Louis Cardinals and E. Anderson uh, goes for the Atlanta Braves who are in minus 140 uh, favourite. St. Louis are the dogs at plus 120. Uh, we have a total here set at nine. Uh, and this is all you, Moon. Uh, Palante against Anderson. Yeah, Palante is two and three with a 2.10 ERA so far this season. On the road, uh, 0-1, but he, his ERA is 1.31. Uh, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched on the road. Three earned runs allowed in that span. Versus um, <clears throat> the AL, sorry, the NL East, uh, five appearances, one start. He's as a 1.26 ERA, 14 and one-third innings pitched. And as I'm looking up at my screen, the Brewers just tie it up. Um, oh, yeah, that one got oh. a little bit over his head, but still one to one. Uh, fourteen and one third innings pitched, two earned runs allowed against NL East teams. Last five games, Malcolm one and three for Andre Palanti at twenty six and two thirds innings pitched, nine earned runs allowed. He's been pretty good. I don't understand uh, why the Cards are a dog here uh, because Ian Anderson has been absolutely atrocious so far this season. Six and five record. The 5.31 ERA last five games, he's two and two with a 6.75 ERA at home this season. It's it's where I'm really concerned for him. One and two with a 6.28 ERA, and I think this is one of those pitchers that he does well on the road, but not very good at home, Malcolm. So I think there's some value here on the St. Louis Cardinals here. Uh, I mean Anderson in this last game. 
against the Philadelphia Phillies. Two innings, he gave up seven earned runs in that span to those um, to the Philadelphia Phillies. So I think there's some value here on the Cardinals. Give me the plus 120 here, Malcolm, uh, with Andre Pallanti on the mound against the Atlanta Braves with Ian Anderson. Yeah, Ian Anderson can get in the sea, as far as I'm concerned. He can stay there. Um, I've absolutely had more than enough of him. I, I've never seen him getting out. It's so, it's like pulling teeth, honestly. It's absolutely painful to watch. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to factor that in uh, to my handicap. So, I went to the over here. eight and a half earlier on. Um, that has moved to nine, which yeah. indicates we're kind of on the right trail. Um, just because I didn't quite have enough, I didn't have enough nerve moon after take Palante. Um, like like you, you must have a bigger cojones than me. So yeah, the over for me. Um, two decent lineups, and like I say, Ian Anderson can uh, get in the sea and stay there. Uh, your I think your feed of this Brewers game must be about twenty seconds ahead of mine. Um, mine's got to come all the way across the sea. I'm just sitting watching the little game day box, so it's it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Uh, just waiting for you to give me the news before I see it. Like so, yeah. Not only is it um painful. Um, because I'm going to lose. It's painful because you're going to tell me 20 seconds before I do. Um, tell you what I'll do, though. Before uh, Crack on. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the SGP and merch store. There's loads of good gear in there. Um, it has been relaunched. Loads of awesome gear uh, from all your favourite SGP and shows. So if you go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, uh, that is store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, um, there are some MLB gambling podcast uh, shirts and caps and stuff. I'm, uh, I've got my eyes on a couple of the golf gambling podcast goodies as well. So, yeah, um, and the I've always wanted uh, a baby effing whale T-shirt as well. So I'm going to have to spend a few quid, I think, and uh, get myself kitted out. There's a really nice white cap, a uh, little white uh, white with a black bill. Uh, looks beautiful. Like So, yeah, go get across to uh, the sportsgamblingpodcast.com store. Uh, and spend your money there. Um, Dave, not the TV channel as well, uh, we're going to tell you about uh, if you're a little bit short on cash, uh, if you need to gas up the car, which costs me uh, a small family holiday uh, amount of money to do that this afternoon. Um, weddings, medical bills, car home repairs, all that sort of thing. Uh, Dave can help you with that. Uh, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or you just need a little bit of short-term help, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Uh, it's a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly um, just to help with that little bit of extra cash. Um, millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need. So in a pinch, you need some extra help. Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. If you sign up for an extra cash account, you get $500 instantly. Uh, for T's and C's, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. It's a member of the FDIC. 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Kansas City Royals at the Houston Astros. Uh, Zach Grenke for Kansas City and Lewis Garcia. For the Houston Astros, I only have money lines for this, where KC are plus 188 and Houston are short at minus 215. Uh, Grenke at Garcia. Houston are struggling to get it done as we speak, but can they get it done tomorrow? Yeah, Zach Grenke going up against his former team here, um, where he won a title with 
Uh, two and four on the season, 4.38 ERA so far this season for Zach Greinke. Uh, on the road so far this year, Malcolm, where he's gotten a little bit of trouble. 0 uh, 3, 6.90 ERA so far this season, 23 earned runs allowed in 30 innings pitched over his last five games. Uh, he is 2 and 2 with a 5.68 ERA, uh, 25 and a third inning pitch, 16 earned runs allowed in that span. Shockingly, against the AL West this season, he's actually 2-0 with a 1.50 ERA. Only allowed two earned runs, but I want to see which team that it was against. It was against the bottom feeders of the AL West, which was the uh, Texas Rangers and the Oakland A's. And he won both of those starts. So uh, now you're going up against a different team here like the Houston Astros. Uh, might be a little emotional for Zach Grinke, but you know Grinke is a guy that... Um, really doesn't like to show emotion or talk about things i i, I feel like i'm not sure has been reported or not but he, i think he does suffer from anxiety so um i, I kind of know how that goes so but going up against his former team here against houston astros uh luis garcia on the mound for the astros so far this season luis garcia six and five on the season with the 3.54 era at home so far this year for Luis Garcia, he's uh, two and three with a 2.37 ERA with a WHIP of 1.05. Um, you mentioned that the Astros are down right now. Um, I mean, with their offense, they they have an ability to come back. But Malcolm, um, we talked about the New York teams that are profitable or covering at a 75% clip after a loss. If the Astros do lose today against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Houston Astros, 19-8 and eight after a loss so far this season, which is around 70.4%. Uh, so um, I think the Astros could come out and, and take care of business tomorrow. I'd probably take a look at the run line in this game because I think there's two teams so far this season that if you do like betting on, one is the Dodgers, two is the Astros, that don't bother with the money line. Just take the run line and, and just take the reduced uh, odds there and, and maybe even get some plus money with the Astros here. So give me a uh, Luis Garcia and the Houston Astros in this game. Eight tennis and first pitch, the Minnesota twins at the Chicago White Sox. Uh, nice looking pitch in matchup. This uh, Chris Archer uh, for the twins. And uh, it is Michael Kopech uh, for the Chicago White Sox. The lines are, so we just trying to there they go. Uh, Minnesota plus one hundred five, the White Sox at minus one twenty five. Totally is set at nine. Um, Chris Archer, in three, has a three zero eighty RAs, pitched sixty one and a third with forty seven Ks. Uh, Kopech is two and five with a two seventy eighty RA, eight in his pitch, sixty three strikeouts. Um, Archer's been great. His name checked him uh, quite a bit in the last month or so. Uh, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. His last five starts, he has a 164 ERA. Um, he's only given up two hits in his last two starts. Still uh, going really short. Uh, fair enough. They're looking after him a little bit, but he's, he's getting over five innings now. Um, Kopech for the White Sox has a 391 ERA um, in his last five. He's given up four, three, and four in his last three starts. Um, this was hard for me to handicap because... I I wanted I like Archer and I kind of wanted Minnesota, but I just think the White Sox look to be getting their act together, and I do like Kopech back at home. Uh, so I thought the uh, under looked like a safer bet. Um, 
I saw it at nine and a half earlier on. That's time moved to nine, which puts me off a little bit. Uh, the Twins haven't been scoring a lot of runs. Um, they're, they're good for three or four. Uh, the White Sox do need to demonstrate to me uh, that they have turned a corner. Uh, so with a little question mark over both sides and the fact that uh, both pitches have been going okay, I thought that under nine and a half uh, was a decent bet. Uh, this is quite an intriguing little contest, one of the one of the better games to handicap on the card. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Chris Archer has been really good. Like you mentioned, he's either going four or five innings for the Minnesota Twins. And uh, Michael Kopak against the AL Central so far this season, uh, he started four games. He has a 1.35 ERA against those AL Central teams. 20 innings pitch only allowed three earned runs in that span to those teams. I know in recently he has been very good, but I think that this might be a game where um, just having that experience against a, a, a division opponent like the Minnesota Twins. I kind of like the first five under in this game here, Malcolm. Um, you, know, you know, we talked about yeah. the good numbers that Chris Archer has put together uh, over his last five starts, 2-1, and 1.64 ERA, only allowed four earned runs in 22 innings pitch. So, um, yeah, let's go with the first five under in this game. I think that nine is still a little high for this game. Um, I wouldn't hate the full game under, but I do really like the first five under in this game. This uh, premium Milwaukee bullpen is about to come in and shut me down and kill me. I think Devin Williams is going to uh, pitch this eighth inning and then expecting Josh Hader to follow him up. Uh, very much getting Oakland Athletic at Seattle Mariners vibes here, Muna. Um, four games left to handicap here. Eight, ten Eastern first pitch. Uh, the Chicago Cubs at the Milwaukee Brewers, which is the Professor Kyle Hendricks goes for the Chicago Cubs. And um, Jason Alexander... Uh, goes for those pesky brewers. Um, I've got money lines only on this one. Chicago plus 120, and the brewers are at minus 140. Um, two hard pitches uh, to handicap Moonaf. Tell us how it's done. Yeah, one of your favorite guys, Kyle Hendricks on the mound here, Malcolm. Uh, four and six yep. with a 4.76 ERA. Um, last five games, he, he's been pretty good. Uh, two and one. With a 3.90 ERA in road games so far this season, two and three with a 4.54 ERA. The one thing that does really stick out about Kyle Hendricks is that he has really struggled against the Milwaukee Brewers so far this season. 0 and 1 with a 6.14 ERA, 10 earned runs allowed in about 14 and two thirds innings pitched. Um, I'm trying to pull up the exact box scores for Kyle Hendricks in those two games against. The Brewers here. If you guys hang with me for one second, I can pull it up here. Um, let's see. Uh, let me filter that down to this season. Um, yeah, so three appearances already so far this season. Uh, the first start, he had two starts against him in back in April, where one start he was really good, and that second start on April 29th in Milwaukee, where he kind of got blew up, four and a third innings pitch. Gave up six earned runs, three home runs in that game in Milwaukee. Last start was back on June 1st. Uh, five innings, gave up three earned runs in that game as well. So I think that um, I think that, that those struggles on the road are going to continue here against this Brewers team. So um, I kind of like the Brewers team total in that game. Let me get to Jason Alexander here as well. 2-0 uh, so far this season with a 3.82 ERA. Last five games, 2-0 with a 4.82 ERA. He's allowed 10 earned runs and 18 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, but against the Chicago Cubs this year, he's pitched uh, seven total innings. He's only allowed two earned runs in that span. Um, 
I, I kind of do like uh, the Brewers team total in this game. I'm going to lean here with uh, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers in this game on the money line as well. I didn't see a price. Oh, yes, I do. A minus 140. Uh, it's a little... It's a little steep, but I get why, uh, because Kyle Hendricks has those struggles. So uh, Brewers team total over for me in this game, and I'll take the Brewers money line as well. Yeah, the, that uh, total line has disappeared. I've got it written down earlier on as uh, eight and a half, uh, and I did take the over on that That's as well. Eight eight and half. Half. Obviously, I think, yeah, um, Hendricks um, pretty much always vulnerable. And if you've listened over the last few weeks, I've been dying to get Jason Alexander lit up. He just... He's got away with it so many times. He's given him so much contact. It hasn't translated into the rules. And I faded, faded him and faded him. And I can't yeah. stop now. Um, so um, I was happy to see, actually, that he was paired against Hendricks because I think both can contribute. In fact, either of them could get us there. Uh, so hopefully, uh, in half, you do need the Offersons to pick up. Um, obviously, they're sitting at one all in the top of the year tonight. And like I say, the Brewers' offence hasn't really done an awful lot for me uh, recently. But yeah, maybe... Uh, Dr. Hendricks uh, can sort them out tomorrow uh, and give them some medicine and they can start hitting the ball out. Uh, so we will take the over. Yeah, and Jason Alexander, I'm sorry, uh, Malcolm, Jason Alexander, you know, the ERA is at 3.82. The whip is at 1.7. So you're right that he's getting, yes. he's, uh, getting our guys on base, but they're just not able to cash. So if these guys are going to use up, the, especially the Brewers, if they're going to use up their good uh, arms out of the bullpen here tonight, uh, just depending on how many pitches they do go, they may or may not be available or probably may not be available tomorrow. So we may see some runs early and often. So maybe even a first five over uh, in this game, Malcolm. Yeah, really, honestly, that's cost me. I think probably the last three starts, I faded Alexander and he does repeatedly keep getting away with it. So uh, we'll see if we can claw something back off him. Uh, a 9.40 Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Lefty Alex Woods. Uh, for the Giants, I have a TBD pitcher uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is probably reflected in the fact that there are no lines either uh, for this one. So um, not really going to elaborate much on this. Um, Alex Wood uh, for the Giants is 5-3 ERA. Uh, apart from that, can't tell you much else. Uh, Moonaf, do you have a, a deep pitcher? I doubt you do because there's no lines uh, and therefore, do we just need to move on from this one? I'm saying a Tommy Hen, Tommy Henry, uh, for the okay. uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. I think he's just coming out of their minor league system, so he doesn't really have. It's, yeah. This will be his first official start uh, in the uh, major leagues. But Alex Wood has not been very good uh, this season uh, for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, 5.03 ERA. On the road, it's at 5.59, 3 and 4. Uh, I think the only advantage he may have in this game, uh, Malcolm, is that he is a left handed pitcher and that the D backs have really been struggling against uh, left handed pitching so far this season, according to their WRC as well. So, and his overall record, 7 and 4 against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks with 3.33 ER in his career. So, uh, it's something definitely to keep in mind here. Okay, next up, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland Athletics. You say Kikuchi, left-handed pitcher for Toronto. And Adrian Martinez uh, goes for the Oakland Athletics. Toronto a minus 170. Oakland plus 145. Totally is set at eight. A uh, bit of a David and Goliath moon off uh, Toronto against Oakland. 
Yeah, Kikuchi, uh, shout out to my man, Hakeem Prophet. Uh, anytime he sees UC Kikuchi on the mound, he's automatically betting the other way because he has been fading this yeah. guy for the last uh, last season and this season as well. So um, I'm not sure. Maybe he'll do that against uh, the Oakland A's, but both of these pitchers have not been very good so far, or at least in a recent form. Uh Kikuchi, 3-4 and four on the season with a 4.74 ERA, Malcolm. On the road this year, 0-2 with a 5.04 ERA. And over his last five games, it's been even worse. He's 1-2 with a 7.02 ERA. He's given up 13 earned runs and 16 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, he's allowed seven home runs in that span. Um, and then for uh, the, I'm sorry, the Oakland A's, pitcher is going to be adrian martinez like you mentioned and i'm trying to pull up his numbers here uh yeah one and one so far this season 6.30 era he's made two starts one great start against the detroit tigers where he went five and a third didn't allow any earned runs last start against the seattle mariners is where he got blown up gave up seven earned runs uh to the uh, seattle mariners in just four and two-thirds innings pitched um he is a right-handed batter i think this offense can get to him this number it seems a little conservative at eight to me here malcolm i kind of like the over in this game i think this might be a game where the blue jays get i think they can put up six plus runs here and maybe oakland a's i mean they're really they, they can contribute two or three runs here so i think this number eight is a little conservative so give me the over eight in this game and i'll lean a slightly lean with the toronto blue jays run line here i don't want to lay a minus 170 price with Kikuchi on the mound. So um, if you do want to play a side, probably look at the run line minus one and a half at uh, plus money here uh, for the Blue Jays. But my favorite play in this game, Malcolm, over eight. And this was an interesting game. And I was trying to find an angle in. Um, I couldn't take the Blue Jays at all. Kikuchi's been poor on the road. Uh, you mentioned Blue Jays on the run line. Um, and we mentioned on last night's show, they are 23 and 38. Uh, on the run line. In fact, that'll have got to 23 and 39 now. Uh, so I wouldn't want to be taking the Blue Jays on the run line either, which would leave me, I wouldn't mind a little half unit play on Oakland. Uh, plus, if I had it written down at plus 130, that's got to plus 145 now. Um, but that drift in price also brings the run line for Oakland to play at minus 125. So um, I like the over uh, with yourself, uh, but I also not be put off um, Oakland Athletics um, on the money line and also on the run line. So, yeah, a little bit of underdog action uh, there for me. Last up is a 10-10 Eastern first pitch, the Colorado Rockies and the LA Dodge. It is Herman Marquez uh, for the Rockies and it is Mitch White for the Dodgers. Um, I've got some lines here. The Dodgers are minus 210 uh, behind Mitch White. Colorado are plus 20. Totally at eight and a half. Um, Herman Marquez is four and six, uh, 5.89 ERA. He's pitched 84 innings with 70 strikeouts. Uh, Mitch White is one and one, 3.93 ERA, 34 and a third, pitched 33 strikeouts. Um, Marquez had one good start on the 24th of June at Minnesota. Um, and he struggled all around that. The, the one good start sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, amidst all the rubbish, um, has started against the Dodgers twice this season. Uh, has pitched ten and a third and given up six earned runs 
uh, against the Dodgers in those two starts. He's a little bit better on the road for 21 ERA, um, but it's still not very inspiring. Uh, Mitch White's been good. I like him. Um, 278 ERA in his last five. Um, he's only had 14 um, innings pitched at home as well. He's, he's had quite a lot of his uh, his starts have been away um, from Dodger Stadium. So um, I think getting back at home will do him a little favour as well. Um, do you believe this, Moon? After Colorado Rockies lead MLB in batting average, uh, 261. Um, that was amazing. That. That. So, yeah, OK. Uh, so we're going to get some runs here, is what we're going to do. Uh, the Dodgers will get to Marquez for quite a few. Um, and the rest of that uh, Colorado team. And I think the, the the Rockies, they caused the Dodgers a few problems uh, in the series uh, fairly recently. And I think they can get a couple off white as well. So that eight and a half to me looks really low. And I think we get, this could be a fun game. I actually had this written down at nine. Um, so to see it eight and a half, I am delighted with. Uh, so yeah, let's score some runs here. And I'll take the over eight and a half at minus 110. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Herman Marquez is really hard to predict because he's had two starts against the Dodgers this season. One was really bad, and and I'm sorry, this last start, which was against the Dodgers, was uh, the one that he got some trouble, five earned runs in three and a third. But then early in the season in April, I think it was only like the second game of the season where he went seven innings and gave up one earned run. So I think the last start is maybe what we're expecting more to see because I'm not sure how much we can take away from the second or third day of the regular season. Uh, between any teams and I think that you know more recently Marquez ha has been uh, more down than up um, you know you mentioned it even though he is three and one you're going up against a Dodgers team that again that just has so many good hitters and again they got Mookie Betts back in this lineup as well and that top three is probably I mean it is I think the best in the American League with Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and uh, Freddie Freeman. So uh, I, I think that we'll see some runs here from the Dodgers. Uh, I'll probably lay the minus one and a half with the Dodgers in this game. Okay, that's so um, we'll get to our lock and dog lock and dog picks. Once I have told you about IP Vanity to protect you uh, because using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. Uh, you need that added layer of security. IP Vanish um, will give you to keep all your data away from private eyes. Um, they will encrypt 100% of your data. So details, passwords, communication, browsing history, etc. will be completely hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. You can use it on all your devices. You can even stream stuff and be safe that way. And IP Vanish offer um, MLB Gambling Podcast listeners an incredible 70% off the yearly plan uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, dead easy to use. Uh, one tap of a button. Covered. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to claim the 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, Moonaf, it's time. Uh... The Brewers and the Cubs are still going at one all, so we've managed to go the whole hour of the podcast, and I haven't officially lost yet. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to claim that as a as a moral victory, if nothing else. Um, lock and dog moon. If I'm going to lead off for a little change here, yeah. I am going to lead off with my lock, um, which is my guy Nick Pavetta, 
Uh, I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox moon off. Your Boston Red Sox. I can see your little your little Boston Red Sox behind you on the wall there. I'm going to take Pivetta. Um, I think Springs is on the slide a little bit. Uh, Boston are doing well against left-handed pitching. My man Pivetta has just been absolutely great. So a money line for me at minus 135 for the Red Sox. Uh, moon off, do you want to throw out your lock first? Yeah, for my lock, oh man, there's a couple of different directions we can go here. Um, let's go. I think that number is really conservative in that Blue Jays and A's game. I'm going to go over eight uh, as my lock between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland A's uh, with Kikuchi and Adrian Martinez on the mound. Uh, we talked about Kikuchi's struggles on the road uh, so far the season, ERA above five. Winless on the road, and Adrian Martinez got into a little bit of trouble last week against the Seattle uh, Mariners. Now you're going up against a better offense in the Tor Toronto Blue Jays. I think this might be a game where we see uh, at least 10 runs uh, combined between these two squads. So I'll take the over eight as my lock for the uh, Tuesday games. Uh, okay. Uh, Doug. Oh, I don't know what to do here. I mean, if I've got three. One's boring. I've got the Astros on the line. Um, but I want to be... I'm not sure about that. It just seems a little bit too route one. Um, I've got the Oakland A's written down here, um, but they have burned my fingers uh, fairly recently. Where I'm going to go, Moonath, I'm going to take the plus 185 Ooh. on the Pittsburgh Pirates to um, turn over the New York Yankees. And this is a fade of Jameson Tyone. Um, like I say, he's got at least three runs in four of his last five starts that ERA in those five starts is 568 uh, so Pittsburgh at home O'Neill Cruz can hit a couple of dingers um, and maybe Quintana's done enough I think to earn a little bit of respect um, and we'll we'll try that plus 185 price on the Pittsburgh Pirates Moon yeah, I think that if you do like the Pirates, uh, maybe personally you want to parlay the under in this game as well because I, I don't think the Pirates will outscore the Yankees in this game. I think that this might be maybe a, a 4-2 type of victory for the Pirates if they do get the victory here. So I'm um, not going to fault you for that one. Again, and I threw out that trend about the unders with both teams coming off uh, shutout. So it's at 61%. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. Pirates went into Dodger Stadium and swept the Dodgers. So, uh, yeah, they like did. I said, crazier things have, have happened. Um for my dog, I think this one uh, this one has really stuck out to me as we've kind of talked through the games. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, with Andre Pallanti on the mound, plus 120. Ian Anderson at home. The numbers are not very pretty for him, and I think that you have a Cardinals offense coming in with Nolan Arenado, uh, with Paul Goldschmidt, who's playing at an MVP level, Dylan Carlson. These guys in this lineup, they can really hit the ball, and I think they can do some damage against the Atlanta Braves starting pitcher, Ian Anderson. So... Uh, I'll go with the St. Louis Cardinals plus 120 as my dog for the Tuesday games. Okie doke. I love all of that. Um, comprehensive handicap of Tuesday's card. I enjoyed that, Moonaf. Um, thank you very much. Um, enjoy the rest of your 4th of July. What are you going to do for the rest of the evening? Uh, not much. Probably just hang out at home with the wife. Uh, just watch some TV. Take it easy. Uh, I'm not very happy right now because our second lock that we gave out, it's already 2-2. Two 
at the end of one inning between the Giants and the Diamondbacks. So yeah, I noticed that. I was right. trying not to mention that. I thought I was going to get out while I was busy sweating one. I looked immediately underneath and saw the bases loaded in the top of the first in a game we've given the under and the lock. So I just yeah. thought, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> what a shambles. <laughs> um, it'll be fine. That'll finish three to two. Uh, we're going to do it the hard way, Muna. Um, right. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate your time, especially on a holiday day. Uh, thanks all the listeners. I hope you had a great day as well. Uh, the rest of the week, some variation of the boys will be here. Um, get across to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for everything you need to know about anything. Um, and until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.